What happens when you take a redneck fishing guide and pair him up with a master beekeeper? Well, we're about to find out. Join our host, Ken Milam and John Swan, as they help you brave the sting of beekeeping to reap the sweet rewards. This is The Hive Jive. Now, this is episode four. Episode number four. Of The Hive Jive. We're moving along. We are. Wow, this is going to be fun. You know, this is fun. It's it's so interesting. Uh, a minute ago, when we was talking about the Langstroth and the and the top bar and the flow hive, and you explained, I'm thinking now. I'm wondering, do I want to go Langstroth or do I want to go top bar? But but you still love your flow hive. <laughs> no, I, you know, I'm kind. I'm still thinking the flow hive. But for the backyard guy. I'm saying the top bar. Yeah, top bar is a very good choice for that. Just the backyard guy that's just going to have bees, the top bar is the way to go. Yeah. Because it's easier. He's not having to buy the extractor. He's just cut, and, and it's more friendly for the kids because they have something to do. Yep. I think in the top bar may be the way to go. Now, see, I, I didn't even have to pay you to say that. No, you didn't. <laughs> you came to that conclusion and, on your and own. now, I want my free bees. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to buy my, my top bar. I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to hang the sign up there. Uh, free rent for bees. All bees are free. Uh, <laughs> and then they'll just come and it'll be free bees. Yeah. Um, and so, free honey. One of, one of my favorite things, we see postings on Craigslist and things like that all the time. Freebies! They're living in the eve of my house. <laughs> yeah, Come and get them. Um, they're, okay, so in all honesty, there are literally no such thing as freebies. Mm-hmm. Even if you catch a swarm, that's, you know, those are freebies. Yeah. They're hanging on a tree. I yeah. scooped them up and put them in a box. They're not free. Because if you don't already have the stuff, you have to buy something to put them in. Right. So right off the bat, those free bees cost you a minimum of 150 bucks. Mm-hmm. So so again, no such thing as free bees. Um, but there are many different ways that you can get bees. And, and your whole little, the funny about putting out the rent sign and, you know, free rent, come live here, bees, all welcome. That actually... If you have old beekeeping equipment or you have frames and comb that have been used, in certain rare instances, you can't have swarms actually move in on purpose. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times people will actually go out there and they will try to do this. They'll build many little boxes that they call swarm traps and they'll hang them up about 10, 15 foot in the air in a tree and they'll put some lemongrass oil in there because it kind of mimics the, the come hither pheromone from the bees. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a Navinoff pheromone is what it is, but it actually, it's a homing beacon for them that says like home is here, mom is here, follow us. So they'll put that in there and they'll have like some old wax that they can hang in there. And when scout bees go out and bees are doing the reproductive splits in their swarms in the spring, the scout bees will look at that and they'll be like, oh, it smells like a beehive. There's wax in here. It's just the minimum amount of space. This will work. And if there's nothing else, you know, better in the area, mm-hmm. they'll actually move into it. And you let them stay there just long enough to get started. And then you can take them and install them in your colony. So you can get, quote unquote, freebies by purposely attracting a swarm into a swarm catch. The other way would be, and the, the funnest way really for a lot of people, is to go out there and actually catch swarms. And there are different lists online and there's 
Facebook groups and things like that mm-hmm. that are all about swarm capture. And they'll go through and they'll say, hey, we got a call um, over here at the intersection of First and Congress. There's a swarm of bees hanging on this tree. And we all try to usually coordinate with each other. And we'll go out there or we'll send somebody out there who's wanting bees. Right. And, you know, they can go out there, they can scoop them into a container and make sure that they get the queen and everybody will kind of come down in the container and then you can take that container back home. And it's the same concept as having purchased a package of bees. You now have this box full of bees that you can dump into one of your hives and actually get started on that. So that's another way that you can go through and do it. But when you do either of these things, you have no control over the genetic content of those bees. You have no idea what their history is. You don't know if they've got Africanized genetics in them or how much the level of that Africanization mm-hmm. is. You don't know if they're good stock. Maybe that queen has bad genetics and they just suck at cleanliness and, and <laughs> curse splash. <laughs> um, Ken is is also a master fishing, fishing guide. guide. And so yeah. his his uh, text message tone <laughs> is a fish jumping out of water. Yeah. Um, anyhow, so you, you don't know these things about the bees and you could end up with an inferior queen who has inferior offspring and your colony is just not really worth a dollar. Um, or you could end up with a colony that when they were tiny, they seemed just so sweet and cute. And yeah. then they grew up and they were Satan. Yeah. <laughs> like, so it would be best if you took a swarm, you found the bee and the queen, took her out, called you, got a bee, got a queen from you, and put her with that hive. Is that what you would do? Or would I call you and say, John, I want you to rehabilitate these bees? So so that's a cute little term. Um, Our removal business does have a um, 40-acre chunk of land that's surrounded by 300 acres, and Uh it's the bee rehab facility. Um, The guy wants to put a thing up there that says, like, the wild bee preserve, Mm -hmm. but in reality, it's it's our bee rehabilitation zone, and we take them out and rehabilitate them. But it is a, like, six-month-to-a-year process, honestly, before we'll turn those back around. So you can do something similar at home, though, and... And for those of you who are listening to our podcast and you're outside of the central Texas area, um, I'm not going to be able to necessarily send you a queen because due to regulations and things like that, it's an agricultural animal and I cannot actually send it outside of my state without having all the permits and regulations. I can send them within the state of Texas and within the different counties there. But um, you would find a local, if you can, Mm -hmm. local breeder, local supplier, or you can find big suppliers. So we get a lot of our Russian Carniolan hybrids from Honeybee Genetics in Northern California, you can get pure, beautiful, and I mean golden bees from Big Island Queens in Hawaii, and they also have an offshoot in California. So there's places out there that you can get the bees, and they will ship the queens to you, and then you can put them in, and you can requeen that colony, so now you know the genetics that are in there, but you need to give them six weeks. Anytime you requeen, it's going to be about a six-week time period before you start noticing a difference, before the attitude changes, before the behaviors change, or in the case of the beautiful golden ones, before the colors change. (laughs) What I'm going to do is call up John Swan to come and bring me my what do you call them <laughs> the Your, nuke the nuke, nuke with my queen and you're going to say Ken we're going to do it this you need this oh by the way you notice how much uh, forage you have for the for the bees here and then you're going to tell me okay Ken put these bees in there how long well, do I need to seal them off for a while do I need to make them stay in that hive or do I need to what do I need 
need to do? And see, that's that's the cheating. Did I, did I just go down the well, list? Well, I mean, a you, you may have you may have jumped a ways, but um, that is actually a great way to do it. And that is one of the ways that you can get bees is to find a local beekeeper in your area who actually raises and sells bees. And when you do that, oh, so we are skipping one part. Outside of that, you can order what's called packages. Okay. Now the package is the same concept as a swarm, except it's intentional and it's done by man. We have taken, and I I do not provide the service, so I'm not going to get you a package. Sorry. Okay. Um, <laughs> but there are you know major bee distributors out there, and they will sell you packages. What they are is it's a mix. I mean, yeah, it I've is a melting pot mix yeah. of we took three pounds of bees, which mm-hmm. conveniently fill up a Folgers coffee can, the old yep. school metal cans. We fill it full of bees. We dump it into a screened metal and wire mesh cage. We put a brand new first year queen in there and a can of sugar syrup for them to feed on, and then they get shipped out to wherever they're going. The downside with that is those bees are not related. They don't know each other. That's yep. not their queen. And getting them to stay sometimes can be a challenge. That's where your queen excluder is going to come in. Mm-hmm. If it's a top bar and it's done by me or if it's built correctly to where you can use what we call the entrance discs, then you can put them in there and you can lock them in and then you can turn it to queen exclude after a few days, things like that. In a Langstroth, I would say put your queen excluder on the very bottom so you'll Mm -hmm. have your bottom board, queen excluder, then your deep box. Mm -hmm. And then you put that package in there and you make sure the only way they can get out is down and through that queen excluder. Now, they still have to release the queen from her cage. They've Mm -hmm. got to get used to her. Um, It's a little bit of a process, but they can literally go into any style of hive. It doesn't matter if you're doing the war A or you're doing a skep or you're doing a top bar. A package fits in everything because there's no existing structure or comb to it. So that's that's separate. And you can order those online. You can find them. Um, usually you'll see a lot of things marketed in your local region. If, if all else fails, you can always look on Craigslist. It's amazing what you can find on Craigslist. But you always want to do background too. Check the people that you're buying them from. In the state of Texas, if you're legit, you are going to have a health certificate from the state apiary inspection service that says, I have visited their apiary. They do it every six months. Um, we have evaluated the bees. There are no health, no diseases, no things like this that are concerns, um, no health issues. And they get that certificate. And that beekeeper should be able to provide you with that certificate with every colony package nuke whatever you buy from them um, now so at that we were talking on now uh, it's gonna be I'm, I'm throwing you a loop curveball yeah okay <laughs> with that we were talking about using older frames okay maybe you have a neighbor down the street he's got a bunch of frames he maybe he was in the bee business one or maybe the dad was in the bee business. He's passed away. The kids are there. And you say, you know, I'm thinking about getting in the bee business. Oh, you need to come get all these frames I got. I got all this stuff. Everything for the bee business. But you get there and these are the frames that came from the, or the supers or whatever that came from some bees that were diseased. That very well could happen. Um Again, especially if you're getting it online from like, you know, Joe Smith down the street Uh and you don't know anything about them, you definitely want to check those things because there are a couple of diseases, the foul brood specifically, there's American foul brood and then there's European foul brood. One of those two, the only cure is to burn the entire colony. 
Like if the inspector wow. finds it, yeah. they will take bees, wax, everything, and everything dies on site and gets burned because it is so bad. It is so contagious that if it hits other colonies and spreads, it can wipe everything out. So buying used equipment can be a risk. And you don't know, like if you're buying used bees from somebody, mm-hmm. are they overloaded with mites? Do they have a disease? Is that why they're getting rid of them? Did they die out and now they're just selling the equipment? Because if they did, what killed them? Is it something that could, you know, actually contaminate your bees? Yeah. It could be in the wood. So if it's woodenware, you can do things to sanitize it and to potentially get rid of that kind of stuff. But if there's wax on there, I would get rid of the frames and buy new fresh frames. You might be able to keep the wooden body, the hive body right, itself. Right. But I would always replace the frame with something fresh the older wax gets the darker it gets Mm -hmm. it acts like a sponge it pulls all the toxins from the bees Mm -hmm. and then after a while it gets to that point where it's super saturated and it actually starts leaching them back out into the food and into the larva into the things that are being stored in the wax so cycling through your wax is a very good thing and that's something that's great on a top bar because when we talked about harvesting it they're always building new wax right Um, in the Langstroth you know every three to five years you want to go through and switch out those frames you can every year you can add in two new frames and then over the course of three or four years you've then cycled through and got rid of some of the old ones so that is actually it's a great question um when you go through and you do what you mentioned earlier about mm-hmm. buying a nuke, those nukes are coming and there may be two frames that came from the parent colony or two bars that came from the parent colony. Mm-hmm. And then we requeen those with a new queen mm-hmm. and we let them go through and we then they fill up an additional, depending on if it's a Langstroth or top bar, three to six bars or frames. And those are brand new. And so everything that's being built and drawn out on that ends up being brand new. And again, we're inspected. So you know that we've already been checked. We don't have those diseases and we have that health certificate to give you to say they've checked our stuff and it's good. So that's why if, say, you live here in Central Texas and in the Austin area or where you would drive to, they should call you to help come buy buy their nukes off you, get the queens, whatever. You're going to come to them. You're going to show them how to put it into... Or put it into their hives. Yeah, I will physically. So if you're in the Central Texas region, um, if we want to narrow that down and make it a little bit more representative, if you're in Travis County or any of the surrounding counties that touch Travis County, mm-hmm. that's kind of our, our delivery radius. That's included in Atlanta, with that. So yeah, it touches. Yeah, it's a yeah, I drive yeah. Back and Vi- forth. Vicariously. <laughs> yeah. um, so we we do make some special exemptions here and there, but like I'm not going to drive to Dallas and right. install your bees, but I can get you in contact with, with somebody right up there who also does the same thing and and help you out with that. So if we can't physically facilitate the thing because you're too far away, we can maybe get you in contact with somebody who can go through and help you with that. Uh, But yeah, that is, that's part of it. So instead of you going and picking them up somewhere and then having to take them home and being like, okay, well I got them now. What? you physically have somebody there with you and they take it out frame by frame and they say, this is a worker. This is a drone. This is the queen. Here's your queen. You now see your queen. You know what she looks like. These are eggs. This is larva. This is pollen. This is honey. This is nectar. And this is the order it should go in. And so right off the bat, you know, you've got a queen, you know, they're healthy and you've gotten a little tutorial on it. And then they'll also educate you on, here's what you need to do over the coming weeks. This is your next steps as you go through. It's, it's invaluable, honestly. Like, I could triple the price of it mm-hmm. and, and still not cover all the information that you get for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we have it all wrapped up inside that price, and it, that price point is actually lower than... Uh, now, Central Texas, though, is we they, they're proud of their bees. 
Mm-hmm. Some of those are 350 and up. And yeah. we, this year, we're doing between 200 and 225, depending on the type of queen that you put in there for a nuke. Um, and then again, just to clarify, a nuke is you're going to have a queen, the laying queen, mm-hmm. who is the mother of the majority of those bees inside that colony. Mm-hmm. If it's a Langstroth, you're going to have five drawn out frames. There's going to be all different life stages in there from eggs to larva, pupa um, into the actual adult bee. You're going to have some food stores in there and maybe even some capped honey already established in that nuke. If it is a top bar, then they're a little bit bigger container. So instead of just getting five, you may end up with six or eight bars that you then drop like a plug and play system in to your Langstroth or your top bar hive. So you're going to get either the frame or the top bar, and it's going to have the comb and everything in it. Already drawn, already done. I mean, it's like taking the core out of an existing colony and putting it into yours so that it can grow. It's not just going to, you're not just getting a bucket full of bees pour into your hive. Correct. You already have the structure. Now, if I order that, do I get that or do I get that only from you? No, there are places out there, like everybody who who actually raises bees to sell, um, most all of them are going to offer nukes. Okay. And that's what the, nuke is short a for nuke nucleus. Is, nucleus the, colony. That's the frames and everything. Yeah. That's everything. Yeah, that's so, like with me, I'm taking yeah. my container back because they're going to go right. into yours. Right. So they'll come in a wooden container with the frames or the bars in it, and we'll take those out and install them into your proper beehive. Right. And then the container will come back with us. But if you're ordering it from one of the online places, uh-huh. um, the Langstroth nukes show up in a plastic core um like corrugated plastic All right box that is then you can take that box and keep it and you can use it if you have to transport stuff from mm-hmm. hive to hive or you can use it as a swarm trap um they're very very versatile so if you ever get a hold of one of those plastic core boxes keep it because in the beekeeping world there's about a thousand uses that you can do for that uh, box so so but uh then if you ordered them you, it's to me just getting started getting into it i'm gonna go you you're right because you're gonna come you're gonna look at what i got you're gonna say ken get rid of the damn flow half and we're gonna do <laughs> a top bar or we're gonna do a langstroth and this is the way i want it done right I may not tell you to get rid of the flow hive. Um, I, I'm not going to diss on people. If you've got the money and you just want one hive in your backyard and you're going to do a flow hive, then I may I may tease you about it. Yes, uh, mm-hmm. I might poke a little fun at you. But other than that, anybody who wants to get started in beekeeping, regardless the style of hive you have, I'm more than happy to help you do it because what's important is getting everybody involved. Not necessarily the semantics right. of it. But yeah, absolutely. I, I'm going to come out there and I'm going to coach you through the entire process. Yeah. Um, so for what you and I accomplishing and kind of what the podcast is on this like getting started and beekeeping mm-hmm. and learning the ropes i'm you're stuck with me i'm gonna yeah. be there step by step all the way through it we're gonna go out and well, look at your land um we're gonna have all of this in-depth stuff so that by the end of the year you're fully you know emerged in it and you're you're a mm-hmm. full-fledged beekeeper so yeah that's uh and those are services that can actually be purchased from different individuals as well you can have somebody come out and do on-site training and consultations where you're learning with your bees at your house with your hive and then it's not you don't have to try to interpret it over to your own thing you know i have we have a place in lano county we've had several different bee removals we used a guy here in central texas he came out and i wasn't really impressed but anyway that's all i'll say you know you didn't call the right company yeah exactly <laughs> right didn't call the right company uh you know he oh you you won't have any more trouble well it took him about uh 
month and a half and we already had bees back yeah and then we had called another bunch and they did it right but uh that's all i'll say about that but uh, why didn't you mention bee removals earlier or is it is it so a, a bee removal is a fine line. Um, a lot of times, beekeepers that are just getting started, they say they get a hive, and then they get that they get bitten by the bee bug, and they're mm-hmm. like, "Oh, I want more! I want more!" Um, it sounds like a good way to get bees, mm-hmm. and they'll see somebody say, "Hey, I've got bees living at my house under the porch or in the eave or whatever," and they're like, "Well, I, I mean, I can do this. I can go out there," but. I have been called by so many people and because they did this and they were like, I just, I wanted to get an ag exemption. I needed six hives. I could only afford two. So I'm trying to, to find the rest however I can. Mm-hmm. And they'll call me up and they'll be like, I opened up the wall of this house and they were so mean and they were stinging me and they chased me half a mile down the road. What do I do? And my first response to this Burn one gentleman, <laughs> no, my, my, <laughs> my response to the one gentleman was um, suck it up and go back and finish what you started because nobody should be taking on that responsibility if you're not going to commit to it and finish it. For a legit bee removal service, you need to be permitted with the state to Mm -hmm. transport those bees. You need to have the training and education. You need to have all of the tools. You need to know the ins and outs of how a house is constructed because if you accidentally cut into the electrical system or the plumbing or anything like that you're liable for that so as a homeowner do you want joe smith down the street who just likes bees to come and tear open your house and then leave it or would you rather have somebody that knows what they're doing yeah now the other side of that is if i do come and remove the bees from the house i am not legally allowed to turn around and give those bees to anybody or sell those bees because i cannot trace the genetic lineage of those bees and i'm not allowed to knowingly or unknowingly propagate the africanized genetics throughout the region so those bees have to then go to the rehabilitation area they've got to be requeened they got to be checked for diseases for pests for all that stuff and maybe next spring that colony can be divided out and could be used to like create nukes and be requeened and have full-fledged hives but it's not it's not easy at all whatsoever the process is not easy um in central texas I'll spend eight to 10 hours a day in a 10 pound suit in a hundred degree weather and about an hour and a half into it, I'm done. I don't want to be there anymore. I bet. It's not a fun job and it's, there's a lot of work involved in it. So, so I kind of skimmed past that because people think it sounds easy and they may do it, but you may get yourself hurt. You may get the neighbors hurt. You may end up with bees that infect all the rest of your colonies and, and they all die. Um, there's too much risk involved with that just because you wanted extra colonies so i kind of leave that to the professionals mm-hmm. um call we could be removal service yep. <laughs> no um call so john He'll call, do it. call john john will come out there or john will send um <laughs> one of his associates out there okay um so best time of year to order your bees yep regardless if it's packages okay so packages man they start that stuff early in central texas mm-hmm. the people that will sell packages they start taking orders in october they're usually sold out by december so i know you're listening to this and it's like january february right on the cusp of that and you're like oh man it's too late i can't get bees but it's actually not because if you're ordering nukes those you can like my company really we will do like a pre-order list mm-hmm. but we don't start taking deposits on bees until the beginning of february and that's 
because our bees are literally our bees. We want to make sure that all the colonies that are going to be parent colonies overwinter successfully, that they're strong and healthy. I don't want to have 200 people on a waiting list and half the colonies die because they were inferior right. and then have to turn around and say something. So we do it a little bit differently. Um, if a company is actually buying the bees in bulk from people that pollinate almonds, then yeah, they have an endless source of them and they can go through and they can say, sure, we can have 250 people on a waiting list. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Um, but we, we don't operate quite that way, but you can still place orders for nukes all the way, sometimes all the way up into June, because we will still have second runs and third runs that'll come out. And so you can be on a waiting list. And even if you're starting off a package, you, you really want to get in there in like April or May, cause they have nothing to work with. They've got to build it all out. But on the nuke, like we said, they've got that foundation. It's the, it's about half of a regular hive. So you could start that in June and feed them and still be fine. And they'll still survive and, and fill up at least one box, if not two, before winter sets in. So it can be done. It's not the end of the world if you're just hearing this and it's March right. or April and, you know, right. it's okay. You, you can still actually get started. Now, if it's September, October, November, no, wait. Yeah. Wait until next year. Maybe find somebody and put in that pre-order so that you've got it for the spring. But wait and actually get started in the spring. Spring, April is kind of the happy medium usually may that's when you get your bees that's the best time to start it gives them the most time to grow and prepare for that first winter there you go man that i think we i think we covered everything i think we've got it that was a lot so uh now this next episode Coming up next on the Hive Giants. What are we going to be talking about? <laughs> we are going Setting to... Setting up the apiary. What the hell is an apiary? <laughs> well, first, it's an apiary. Oh, apiary. <laughs> are we raising apes now? No, no, no. And it's not birds either. Oh, it's not It's okay. not an aviary. Aviary are birds. Apiary. So the bee, the scientific oh, name for bee is apis. It's choosing the, hi- choosing the hive There you side. go. Yeah. Apis okay, mellifera okay. is a honeybee. So apiary okay. or apitherapy is bee yard or bee therapy so if you hear somebody say apiary that's the bee yard okay um it's wherever you keep your bees if you got three hives in your backyard that's your apiary okay um for me it's three different locations out in the middle of nowhere that those are my apiaries so but um to boil it down like you said it's going to be choosing your hive style or just sorry (laughs) that's what we did today or yesterday oh i'm so lost um choosing the place to put your hive choosing your hive site and your location and what all goes in with it that's the next episode Woo! (laughs) the backyard well we'll we'll talk about that in a minute yeah (laughs) next next episode where to put your hive It's time for our guys to buzz off. But don't fret. The Hive Jive journey continues with new episodes on the first and third Mondays every month. Until then, you can follow along with the guys on Facebook and Instagram at The Hive Jive. Thanks for listening and be safe out there.